Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News, and uh, we're just thrilled to have uh, not just with us, but in studio, uh, Utah Supreme Court Justice Matthew Durant. Uh, Mr. Justice, thanks for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Uh, we, we sprung you out of court <laughs> to come. I know you were up on Utah's Capitol Hill yesterday. And uh, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, your remarks. Obviously, you were uh, giving your report on Monday, excuse me, uh, as you uh, kind of laid out the, the case and kind of the status of the judiciary here in the state of Utah. Uh, but then I also want to get to this important area around mental health that you have become such a champion on that I think is, is so critical. Uh, so let's start with your uh, address to the legislature. What, what is the, the state of the judiciary in, in the state of Utah? State of the judiciary is, is excellent. Uh, we've got great employees. I think we have exceptional judges. Uh, we're fortunate to have a merit-based selection process yeah. that um, many states do not have. It's designed to ensure that only those lawyers who, during the course of their careers, have developed a reputation for honesty, hard work, integrity, mm. are ultimately selected. So yeah. uh, I, I think we're fortunate as a state to, to do it that way. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think that's so that's so critical. Uh, it was interesting in in your remarks up on on Capitol Hill. Uh, you you talked about your the obituary of your great grandfather. Uh, and just that uh, he obviously had some challenges. Interesting what they reported in the paper in those days. Uh, but but give us a little backstory there. Yes, uh, he's my favorite ancestor. Um, he uh, was a slight man with a drinking problem, mm-hmm. likely an alcoholic. Yeah. Uh, he was not a churchgoer, mm-hmm. but each Sunday, uh, if it would rain, he'd get up early. So he could stand by the muddy road and carry all the neighborhood kids across to the other side Ah. so they wouldn't get their Sunday best shoes uh, dirty. Um, So that may seem like a small thing, but when I found out about that, I I thought it was a big thing. Yeah. Uh, I I shared with the legislature that his obituary, which I I found researching his life, uh, indicated that he died this past Saturday. He was survived by his wife, Eliza. And it mentions his kids. And then it says um, he was prominent in neither the church nor the community. And I thought, wow, they really don't, didn't pull any punches in those days <laughs> yeah. with obituaries. Yeah. Um, and it, but it struck me that, no, that's not right. He's very prominent to me. Yeah. And he was prominent to Eliza and he was prominent to all those kids. So I use that story to make the point that. Uh, we need to remember uh, as uh, governmental leaders that every person is prominent mm. to someone and 
each person matters. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that with us, uh, Justice Durant, because it does uh, – it was the perfect springboard into a conversation about those people who are, are prominent uh, in people's lives, uh, not in the press, not in the government, not in politics or business, uh, and especially those who are struggling, those who are addicted, those who are dealing with mental health. Uh, and I think I think that really uh, stilled the chamber – uh, that point, because suddenly it was everyone was thinking about who they knew, uh, who might be struggling in that case. And then you brought it to, to how you see it. We often look at that circle of what happens when someone gets into trouble and then they're in the courts and then they're off to prison. And, and we often don't really think about how that Im- is impacted, especially by those that have a mental health struggle. Tell us tell us your thoughts there. Yeah. Uh, the, the question of, of mental health in our criminal justice system poses enormous challenges. Um, As I I mentioned in my talk, our jails and prisons have become our de facto mental institutions. They house more people afflicted by mental illness uh, than do our uh, state-supported mental hospitals. Right. And so as a court system, we've tried to address this in a number of ways, mainly by creating uh, mental health courts. So we have 14 mental health courts, mm-hmm. and uh, 14 adult mental health courts, and, and three juvenile mental health courts uh, where we try to address the particular needs of these in- individuals. Yeah. Uh, we're interested in a court system, as I mentioned in my speech, to serve as a kind of convener mm-hmm. uh, to bring to the table all the many good people. There's so much good work being done in this respect. The legislature has done good work. Counties are doing good work. But some of it may be happening on a piecemeal Mm -hmm. basis. So we think that we in the judiciary are uniquely structured. We have the infrastructure in place. We have presiding judges throughout the state to bring people to the table. We're just one stakeholder, but a significant one. But then to allow the different stakeholders to share ideas and maybe most importantly, identify gaps in the system. How can we better address the needs of those mentally ill individuals who enter our criminal justice yeah, system? I, I love the idea of, of convening. If you're just joining us, we have uh, Utah Supreme Court uh, Chief Justice uh, Matthew Durant with us in studio today. And uh, I, I want to go through this. Uh, you talk about convening all of the stakeholders and this, this unique initiative uh, give us a little more color to that. What does that look Certainly. like uh, on the different levels, and how can that really help those that are struggling with the, the mental health component? Uh, that, thank you for that question. We're going to kick off the event, first of all, with a statewide conference in August of this year, where we hope to bring people in from across the state, different people who are involved in this effort inside and outside the court system. Yeah. Um, as well as bringing national experts to address us. And then thereafter, how we envision it working uh, is that in the different communities throughout the state, um, stakeholders can be convened, maybe with the assistance of a presiding judge where they can all sit down together and say, here's what's working, here's what's not working, uh, how can we coordinate better to amplify our efforts? We just want people to be uh, talking and, and, as I mentioned, identifying those gaps in the system where we're not 
doing as well as we might. Yeah, the, the, the gaps are really, I think, where so many people are, are kind of falling through and, and uh, someone, you know, gets on that path and then suddenly it's a downward spiral with, with no course correction uh, possible at all. Uh, so I, I love this idea of of convening, and this is this is one more example, in my view, of of kind of the Utah model of let's let's do it different. Uh, I don't know anywhere, and maybe and maybe you've heard of other places uh, where states have taken a similar approach. Uh, this is kind of the Utah model of hey, let's get everybody to the table. The solutions begin when someone says let's talk about it. Uh, and I think having the judiciary be the convener, I think, is is just extraordinary. Is there anywhere else that we're seeing this kind of activity? You know, I'm I, I, I couldn't say specifically, but I would say that there likely are. Uh, I know that uh, we had a meeting. Uh, the, the chief justices have a conference. Um, I chair the western region of that conference, mm-hmm. um, and we we had a, a meeting. On this very issue, and I think other regions now are looking at doing the same. So I, I wish I could answer your question specifically, but there, I think there has been some work done certainly Good. elsewhere. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, just as we're uh, wrapping up here, we've got just about a minute to go. If you're just joining us, we have the uh, Chief Justice of the Utah State Supreme Court, uh, Matthew Durant, in studio with us today, uh, talking about mental health. And again, a lot of people don't. Don't make that connection uh, between the courts and the the mental health. We often talk about addiction and some of those problems. Uh, Just in our our final minute here, uh, Justice Durant, if you can maybe give us just one more insight. What should we be thinking about today as citizens? What should we be thinking about in terms of mental health from what you see kind of on the the back end of the cycle? I think perhaps what we should be thinking about is, well, we certainly should keep in mind that – Treatment can work. Not to say it works in every instance, but when it comes to substance abuse, substance dependency, when it comes to mental health, uh, treatment is a critically important tool for us in the criminal justice system. So I guess my message would be don't give up. People yeah. can change. Yeah, absolutely. And, that's a, and that is a great message. I think uh, you, one of your remarks up at the Capitol, uh, you said uh, everyone knows what it's like <laughs> to, to love an addict or to love to so- someone who's dealing with depression or, or uh, mental uh, health challenges of some sort. And, and that is an important thing for all of us to keep in mind to do something today. Uh, we have a lot of people who if they just got a text message today or someone put their arm around them today or someone in the judicial system said, here, here's some treatment that, that just might give you a, a different kind of chance uh, is so important for all of us. Uh, Chief Justice of the Utah State Supreme Court, Matthew Durant, thank you so much for joining us in studio today. It's been my privilege. Thank you very much. Wonderful. We're going to have you back uh, for some updates as we move on, and uh, we'll watch for this conference coming up uh, in the fall statewide. Uh, this is uh, important and uh, significant uh, in terms of the people here in the state. Thank you again. Thank you. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Uh, When we come back, we'll head out to Silicon Slopes. Live update from Herb Scribner at the Tech Summit out there. Don't miss it. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio.